0: Absolutely fantastic day in, in uh, Columbia uh, for a lot of reasons, obviously. Excited about the two young men that signed today, uh, Nick Harbor and, and uh, Elijah Caldwell, both two great players and and uh, really excited about uh, those two guys to go along with the group that signed in December, you know, that we, uh, we, we 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 are really excited obviously about this group that we just put together and it was already a pretty special uh, signing class before today. And then to be able to uh, add to it today with two great players and two great young men as well, we certainly got better as a football program as well and, and, and just continues to generate more and more excitement and more and more, <clears throat> excuse me, energy about this program, the number of Text messages I have on my phone right now from twenty twenty four recruits that are texting me with excitement over the news today uh, tells you everything uh, you need to know so couldn't be more fired up about uh, those two guys. I know you guys will have questions about both of them and we'll we'll talk about them certainly in regards to uh, to nicholas harbor want to thank coach fry and, and coach Brown and our track program obviously that Nick was not choosing a school unless he had a uh, a track program and a football program at an, and an academic institution that could allow him the opportunity to accomplish all of his goals. And he certainly feels that way about us and, and huge thanks goes to a lot of people, but especially you know our track program and, and what they're about as well. So a lot of great going on in our program right now. Uh, in so many ways, our football team, the way they're working this off season, it's as much as I enjoy being on the road recruiting, which I have been the whole month of January. It's, uh, I'm glad it's a dead period here now where we can really jump into uh, our current p- team and our players, the way they've been working in the weight room and they're excited and, and they're hungry uh, as well, uh, moving forward. Off season workouts are off to a great start. Academics are off to a great start and Camp couldn't be more excited about spring practice starting up here. In about uh, a month and a half or so. So, with that, any questions? Mike, back in the house, man. We're bringing in all the all stars today. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Shane, obviously looking at Nicholas. He plays all over the field in high school. Where do you guys project him onto the field once he gets here? Um. Yeah, he's a guy. Shoot, when we first started recruiting him. Uh, Sterling Lucas was heavily involved with him because we saw him as a defensive end pass rusher. And then as it went more and more down, Jody got involved with him because we saw him as a tight end. And and I think my conversations with Nick as recently as yesterday afternoon, it was more that wide receiver world, you know, not that he wouldn't be doing some tight end type things. But, um, you know, he's a an elite athlete and he doesn't need to be. Uh, with it, he doesn't need to have his hand in the ground blocking defensive ends 50% of the time. I mean, we need him out in space running routes and catching the football. So there'll certainly be some tight end elements that will, or uh, tight end aspects that he'll, you know, take advantage of and utilize. But we see him more in space on the perimeter, uh, more in a receiver type role. And he does too.
1: Shane, can you just kind of take me through the emotions <laughs> of what today was like and when you see Nick? put the hat on and announce and sign and do all that. What were the emotions like after what was probably a whirlwind hours? Yeah, the last 24 hours, really the last
0: 12 have taken hours off, years off my life, I, I think, to be honest with you, Colin. Um, um, you know, first of all, there's a lot that we, I shouldn't say overcome, but there was a lot going on here with his situation and the schools that were recruiting him and, and the the opportunities that those other programs uh, presented on and off the field, the track, whatever it may be. Uh, so there was a lot to, that we, we were in a battle and next door up in the team meeting room, we have our core values up there and compete as one of them. And we competed our butts off with this one and uh, like like everyone that we recruit. Emotion wise, I've I felt good about Nick all along. I really did. Uh, had an amazing home visit with him last week up in DC that we didn't walk out of there till after 11 o'clock at night uh, when we visited with he and his family last week. Felt really, really good. I mean, he hadn't told me he was coming but I felt great about where we stood all weekend. I talked to him multiple times on FaceTime uh, Monday and yesterday. Went to bed last night feeling good. I got a message from him, um audio message or whatnot at 257 AM today um that wasn't good. And obviously didn't sleep after that uh, as well, laying in bed trying to figure out what's going on and whatnot. And then this morning has been just a uh, range of emotions back and forth, trying to answer some questions. And and I think for Nick, it was real, I don't want to speak for him, but I think he all along felt most comfortable here and wanted to be here. It was just, um, you know, a lot of people that, in his network that that they were he was trying to get everybody was trying to get on the same page and there was a lot coming at him too as a as a young man as well so the emotions for me were certainly a whirlwind today back and forth good and bad uh but to uh, see him put that hat on was a I'll be honest with you a pretty emotional moment for me. Justin King asked me if I needed some privacy before he wanted to film me. And I told him for one time, I told him no, but in true Justin fashion, he was lurking outside my office and then came in there as soon as he announced, uh, as well. But I think it's just the emotion, not just of that column, but of all the, I mean, I met Nick Harbor when I was coaching at Oklahoma and I went into his high school when he was a freshman in high school. And I've known him since then, know the family and just knowing what he's about and all the effort that you put into, you know, recruiting somebody. It's a, it's, it can be a, a brutal business from a recruiting standpoint. Great when you get guys gut-wrenching when you don't get somebody that you put a lot of effort into, but there was a lot of emotions. But I also knew that no matter what Nick had chosen today, I knew that we had done absolutely everything, you know, from our standpoint, from a work ethic standpoint to get him.
2: Shane, congratulations you? to you
0: too hey, on your hey. recognition last weekend.
2: Thanks, Shane. You I bad. appreciate it. Could you elaborate a little bit on just – what landing a five-star does to the perception of your signing class and to what you are building here because, I mean, over the last few days, um, I just had a lot of people, I heard a lot of people talking about Nicholas Harper. So, you know, the fan base is like.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh, extremely impactful. Uh, particularly, you know, when it's a, a national guy that announces on national television today, like like Nick did, it's it's uh, it resonates not just here in South Carolina, but across the country. People are talking about this, and like I said a minute ago about the number of twenty twenty four recruits that are reaching out to me right now, uh, seeing just on looking at Twitter the, the amount of people nationally, you know, people that do not even don't even talk about. That cover recruiting, just sports writers in the national media talking about South Carolina football right now. Um, it's it's great positive or great publicity. So much positivity and energy about out there about South Carolina football right now. And then you're right. I mean, I've got a ton of text messages from recruits, but then just a ton of t- text messages from family, friends, you know, whoever uh, as well about it. Uh, so it's it's. I don't think you can put it into put it in the words. To it just tap it caps off. What was already a, an elite signing class in my mind with the group of young men that we've already brought into the program that signed in December. Uh,
1: Shane, with Dal's you know background as a tight ends coach and as a recruiter, you know how did he kind of get involved in the process of of recruiting Nick yeah. and what was sort of his role there through this?
0: Yeah, now Dow was great. Dal's been really impactful with uh, with not just Nick but all of our offensive players, you know that were. That we've been recruiting and he's dal's probably tired of being around me because he's literally been with me every waking everywhere that i went on a recruiting trip he went with me for the last three weeks so we were together other than at night when we were sleeping Uh, we were in a car in a high school together uh, and and being able to see him up close and personal from a recruiting standpoint he's been awesome uh, in the high schools and with guys and he was heavily involved with Nick as well and that's one thing that we talked about on the home visit with Nick and his family is with Dow's background in the NFL NFL is all about matchups and and getting the ball to your best players and finding ways to design ways to get the ball to your best players as well and um uh, so I think that was impactful, Dow being able to talk about that. And then the guys that Dow has been around as a offensive coach, guys with, with uh, size and speed – as well, whether it be running backs that could run like with the Titans when he had uh, Chris Johnson that he coached there or, or receivers that he's been around with huge size and speed attributes, being able to talk about that and, and things that he did from an offensive standpoint with those guys, I think was uh, was uh, impactful. And he got to know Nick in a short period of time very well.
1: I can't believe Dave didn't ask about the guy from Northwestern High School. So I'll Thank ask you. about Elijah yeah. Caldwell. And- what you guys like about him as a player and what he'll add to the receiver room.
0: Yep, love Elijah. Um, he's going to add a lot to that room. He's another one, you know, There's, a, I, I love the early signing period. It's great uh, it, having one in December. But there's situations like Elijah's situation where you're glad that guys could wait, too, if they needed to. And Elijah, because so many of these young men nowadays, they have great senior years. Uh, and sometimes some of them maybe fall through the cracks because schools don't watch as much senior tape as maybe they used to because they're getting they're signing guys earlier. Elijah's a guy that had an awesome senior season for sure um, and didn't sign in December, was committed to West Virginia and had some coaching transition on that staff, and he decided to wait for that reason. He went to the Shrine Bowl and the whole week at the Shrine Bowl, all the guys that are with us now were communicating with us about this, about Elijah and his performance at the Shrine Bowl. And uh, then once, you know, Lenoris decided to become a Gamecock, Lenoris, you know, joined the the, the vocal crowd about that and, and how talented uh, Elijah is the high school coaches that coached in that game told us the same thing. And then that was one of the first things I, when Dow first got in here. I mean, I remember sitting in the offensive staff room with him and coach Step and the offensive staff and watching Elijah's video. He's he's a very uh, strong as a receiver and uh, at the point of attack, you know, catching balls and being able to fight through contact and things like that as well. And a and, uh, great family, he came down here Uh, on an official visit and really enjoy getting to know him and his family and and that's what we like one to get a player out of out of um, uh, Northwestern up there and then two just his skill set and I think he's just kind of scratching the surface of 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 How good he can be
2: Like so many of these kids uh, Nick's relationship with his mother very close and that uh, moms carry a lot of weight your relationship with the parents from talking to them um the dad they seem very high on you how did you develop that in fact he mentioned uh boomer several times <laughs> how the mom loves your dog and um how <laughs> yeah, did you my develop kids that i'm, I'm trying to yeah. figure
0: out how to break it to my own children that boomer's about to move to maryland to go live with nick's mom as well that, that was that was part of the deal so that'll be a conversation tonight at dinner i guess with my family um I don't know, I don't want to like pat myself on the back and say just by being myself, but the word that comes up all the time here with our staff and I've said it before and here probably is just genuine and that's what we were. And uh, like I said, I, I started recruiting Nick when I was at Oklahoma, but didn't really get to know um, his family until I came to South Carolina, but they're, they're awesome people as well. Uh, Dad was a great, Uh, soccer player as well and just a, a unique family with just an awesome background and and that's what you love about recruiting one of the things i love about recruiting is there's a lot of things but one when you deal with families like the harbors i mean they they they're about the right stuff and they're fun to be around and we had a Awesome official visit, other than the way we played that day when he was here, but we had an awesome official visit weekend with them, and the dad's just fun to be around. The mom is fantastic, and they're the same people throughout the process. And, um, and yes, mom does love Boomer. When he was here on his official visit, they came to my house on um, Friday afternoon and uh, had lunch and spent a couple of hours over there at the house. And my mom – or my mom – his mom and my dog, Boomer, really – bonded uh at lunch and that was the first thing like I literally I walked into the home visit last week in D.C. and the first thing out of his mom first words out of his mom's mouth were where's Boomer not hi coach not welcome to D.C. not so glad you're here where's Boomer so that kind of told me how i ranked on her pecking order but it was enough to, for us to get him <laughs> all right what do you think what's your name Jay, nice to meet you, Jay.
2: Um, what do you think most compelled Harper to Harbour to come to South Carolina?
0: I think that's a great question. How old are you, Jay? Eleven? Eleven? Fifth grade? Sixth grade? Sixth grade? Awesome. Welcome. Um, good question. Uh I I think relationships, to be honest with you, uh, just the relationships that he built with um our our team, our players, our coaches, our staff—you know, not just me, but all of our coaches and the players that we have here, the other guys. Uh, I mean, just it's a, it's a really good group of incoming freshmen that we're bringing in, and those guys really bonded this summer when they were here on recruiting visits, and bonded this fall when Nick was here on his official visit, and. And they kept in touch, you know, I'll be honest with you this morning, Jay, I would talk to uh, uh, Tree, who's one of the offensive linemen that we have coming here. And I wasn't feeling good about getting Nick at that point but Tree had just talked to him and Tree's like quit worrying we're good you know and he had just talked to him I'm like well I don't get that same feeling uh as well and then talking to Pup and and those Desmond and those guys that are already in the program so I think that's probably the biggest thing is just the relationships that he had he had great opportunities at every school that was recruiting him all good programs all good academics Uh, but at the end of the day and that's what I told Nick was just you know you've got a Four months from now, you're gonna be moving into a dorm somewhere. And all these other people, they're, they're not. It's you and your life, and it's about the people that you wanna be around day in, day out. And uh, I think in the end, that's what kind of put us over the top.
1: Hey, Shane. Hey. Um, I know it's case by case, but a lot of people on the outside, especially fans, I think as soon as they hear NIL, they start getting nervous. They start wondering what a school can do to, to be able to combat that. For, your, for From your standpoint, especially with South Carolina, controlling the things that you guys can control, it seems like you guys have invested a lot in terms of bringing in guys that have NFL experience and being able to really harp on that development aspect. Yeah. Could you say that's one thing that you guys have done a lot to be able to do that, and how do you control the things that you can't control as far as the stuff that you can with NIL?
0: Yeah, you know, we, we try and put ourselves from an NIL standpoint as best um, – uh, as best positioned as anybody, you know, it's, it's part of it right now, name, image, and likeness. And, and you know, I can honestly say I didn't have a single conversation with Nick Harbour about NIL. Now what I talked to Nick Harbour about was the opportunities that coming to South Carolina could present to you as well. But in the thing that I talked to Nick about, Mike, was he's an elite athlete. He's an elite track athlete that Coach Fry will develop. He's an elite football player that we, I feel like we can develop. And when he leaves South Carolina, the opportunities from a financial standpoint, because of how elite he is, are going to be there. And um, it's about the time that you spend in college, one, the fun you have and who you want to be around, but who can develop you to take that next step. Uh, the best, and and we talked about that a lot, about the development uh, that we could we could give him from a coaching staff standpoint and and schematic and, and getting a great education and enjoying the people that he's with day in, day out as well.
2: Uh, I know there's a lot about Saturday, but you've added a couple other players to your roster since we last had you in here in the transfer portal. Um, Lewis and Willis, kind of how do those come together and how do you feel like they're going to round out your roster, or one on each side of the ball?
0: Yeah, um let's see, uh man it seems like forever ago. Uh those guys wow, a lot's happened this month. Um, Eddie Lewis, uh excited about him as a receiver. He um you know, we certainly knew with with Josh Van and Jalen Brooks leaving and then uh we that room was thin. And then we got some older guys with Juice and, and uh DK and Leggett and A B receiver was a critical position for us just from a depth standpoint we knew we needed more than we got four if you will proven guys coming back that have played significant snaps for us we knew we needed to increase the depth in that room for sure and um, Eddie was a guy that that popped in the portal and liked his tape you know coach Limbo hadn't coached him at Memphis but had some ties to the people at Memphis and and uh, got good reports back on him and and he came in and took some other visits and then came in, in here and, and decided to be a Game Cock. I think he'll help us obviously from a depth standpoint. I think he's got really good special teams ability as well from a punt return standpoint, kick return standpoint. And then who'd you say, uh, Willis, Jeremy Willis, uh somebody that we recruited out of high school as well, uh, that we wanted and um and didn't get, but you know, it was it was uh, trying to play catch up a little bit and we weren't able to quite get the deal done get him get it done to get him here coming out of high school but somebody that you know he chose Ole Miss and and we wished him well and then he obviously wanted to get back to a little bit closer to home and whatnot as well and he's another one that just uh, I don't think you can you can ever have too many of those body types linebacker uh, special teams all that so he's he's another guy that will come in there and and we lose two seniors and Brad and Sherrod at linebacker A young wide receiver or young linebacker group uh, as well. So just getting another body in there that can compete and, and try and develop.
1: Uh, Shane, you mentioned this being a battle. And and I know you've been a part of a lot of recruiting battles in the past. And I'm just kind of curious, how does a battle like this in this day and age with NIL and social
0: media and all the changes compare to maybe some that you had your first time around here, you know,
1: the clownies and guys like that? You know, does it feel different? Uh, And just what is it like navigating that in this new world that we're in?
0: Yeah, it's different. Uh, One, because everything is is, – so much more known by everyone on the outside. You know, when when, um, when Jadavion was Jadeveon was coming out, there may have been Twitter. I wasn't on it, I know that. So there wasn't as much information about Clowney when he came out or Alshon or whoever. Now it's so much more information out there. And then I think, you know, recruiting has just exploded so much. And then you add the, the NIL part of it as well. There's just a lot of, um, there's a lot of people that are a part of things now. You know, when I visited Alshon Jeffrey when I was recruiting Alshon and went in the home visit, it was me and Alshon and his brother and dad. Nick Harbor's home visit last week, there was more. You know, family and then some others. You know that they are close with as well. So there's just I think there's just a lot more at it right now, and then certainly with what um, with what uh, other any school in this case other schools you know are able to um what's the best word offer i guess there's a lot more that you have to battle with and um and and uh we're we're as well suited as anybody to get in there and and win those battles without a doubt and um we fought our butts off on this one. And and, uh, and again, it just kept coming back to the relationship piece of it as well, because there are a lot of things nowadays, but at the end of the day, it still gets down to people and the relationships and who you want to be around for the next three, four years of your college career as well. Hey coach, I know you touched on it earlier, but how important is it to have guys in this class like Pup Howard and, and Big Tree that can recruit in areas where you can't
2: necessarily?
0: Yeah, it's huge. Uh, it's huge. I mean, I've, I've been... Um, was on a group text with a lot of those guys throughout this the last few days, especially with Nick. Just hey, man, if you talked to him, if you heard from him, he just told me this. What are y'all hearing? If you talked to him, can you call him? All that stuff. And and I didn't have to tell him anything. They're already already doing it. But to have a guy, you know, a personality like Pup who's connected with so uh, so many of them, and I felt Pup was like my psychological counselor this morning because I was texting him about everything and Pup's like, we're good, coach. You know, we're good. all we got is all we need. If he doesn't come, we're fine. We're having a great off season. Let's just keep it going. I'm like, you're right, you're right uh, as well. But they, they've been awesome. Um, and then and then those other guys from that area as well that he can connect with Desmond and Tree and whatnot. And Zabari Sandy, who we signed from up there and, and, and whatnot. So being able to guys from that area the DMV area, being able to connect with those other guys is is huge. And then the guys on our team that he had developed relationships with as well. That's why it's always important to just – all those guys that I'm talking about, that signing class, it seems like whenever one of them was here on visits, they all came. Even if uh, they hadn't planned on it, they heard somebody was coming. Well, you know, if Pup heard that whoever was coming, then he's going to be there and, and whatnot. And just being able to start that, you know, connection and, and we want that, that area – we're always going to start in south carolina but that you know dmv area will be heavily heavily recruited uh, has been and will continue to be as well i mean as a matter of fact i think the very first text i got when when nick made the announcement today was from anton harrison who played offensive tackle at oklahoma who was i was recruiting when i first saw nick harbor four years ago i mean anton sent me a text immediately or sent me a direct message on twitter immediately uh, about it, you know, and his excitement as well. So it, it just, it's about relationships and he kind of started it in a lot of ways, us getting him at Oklahoma and then we've we have uh, carried it on here.
1: John. Last time we spoke, you you mentioned the edge position being a little bit of a concern for you. Um, do you, you, you still have a portal window to go, but do you, you still, uh, or do you look internally at all? in terms of some other options that maybe you can use in the spring? And and how does Elijah Davis fit in? He came in around 260, I think. And maybe you look at him more on the edge or inside.
0: Yeah, I think Elijah is a guy like uh, Tonka. You know, Tonka was a defensive tackle all season for us that played defensive end in the bowl game and played really well at it. I think those two guys, they have some position flexibility where they could do different things and play in both spots. Uh, our mind and our, our minds right now, you know, Tonka's a defensive tackle and Elijah's a defensive tackle, and let's continue to try and develop that edge position around them as well. There is a, a, another portal window coming up. We'll, you know, we'll see what's available. I'm all about increasing the competition and the depth at, at every position, but certainly that edge position is still, still a concern. But I'm excited about the guys that we have in the program right now that are returning and that it's time for all those guys whether it's an older guy like a tyreek johnson jordan strong terrell dawkins or a young guy like a brian thomas it's time for all those guys to take another step and and be the best they've been here in 2023 shane i believe uh, you were hired here a week after signing day in 07 uh, when the best class by ranking of USC got in here. What do you remember about those guys as freshmen, Robertson and Melvin and Steven and all those other guys that came in and what that was the best class? Yeah, I was because I was hired in February right after that, I think. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, just um, how excited people were about those guys coming in and, um, and you know, dynamic personalities as well. You know Melvin and, and his personality and those guys. and uh, And just remember thinking – you know, they've went into other areas. They went into North Carolina, and they got Melvin and, and and surrounding states that they were able to go and really get top players out of other states and what that says about South Carolina. And then those guys came right in here and and, um, and, and, and backed it up.
2: Shane, what kind of conversations did you have with Coach Fry during Nick's recruitment to make sure the two of you were on the same page so you could um, um, meet Nick's desire to play football and run track And... Who was more excited about the possibility of landing him, you or Curtis? <laughs>
0: uh, I think we both were. I mean, I was excited about landing him for track. Like, I don't know anything about track, but I can turn on the tape and realize, like, this guy's pretty dang special watching him run. But I think it just goes back, Rick, to the relationship that we have with the track program and, and not just track but all the other sports here. You know, I want all, support, all sports here at uh, Carolina to be really, really successful and want to help in any way. Uh, that I can, whether it be football players running track or football players playing baseball or whatever it may be. Um, And our conversations were good. Coach Fry along with uh, Coach Brown, you know, from get from the get go, they were very, very involved and very uh, impactful. And then everybody in our, in our program, communicating with track, whether it be Taylor Edwards or Jessica Jackson or, or Sterling Lucas or Jody Wright or whoever it may be. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of people that were involved um, in, in, uh, in this recruitment, but certainly uh, Coach Fry was, was awesome. And to be able to uh, have a, an esteemed coach like him be involved in this process was a huge uh, benefit for us for sure.
1: I'm sure everybody will be in more communication moving forward with juggling all that will come with, with him doing the two, two sports. But yeah, I guess looking forward to the Olympics next summer. What is, do you guys already have sort of like a loose plan for everything and how he'll work back and forth between training for track and – doing as football stuff? Like. I would
0: say loose would, would be the understatement. Very, I'd say very loose right now. I mean, it came up on the home visit just about what it would look like and, and all that as well. And and some people may think, say I'm an idiot. I'm not an idiot, hell. Like I realize this guy's not some guy that's going to run, go to the pen relays and come in, you know, 18th out of 20 in a race. Like this guy's special as well. So I uh, I want to make sure that we maximize his abilities as a football player, but we also maximize his abilities as a track athlete as well for our program and our country uh, in so many ways also. Uh, so trying to be smart from that standpoint, and, and we'll sit down and and, and map it out um, as well, but it, it won't be an issue. I mean, we, we had um, what one young man ran for coach Last Saturday, uh, Emory Floyd did, and you know so we um, um, we we've had those conversations and we'll figure out a plan, sit down with the family, and figure out what 's best uh, for everybody here as we go forward
1: have you talked to Nick since the announcement I, been...
0: <laughs> I have not
1: so is there yeah what i mean what comes next you know kind of with this process
0: Um, with him? <laughs> i'll call him here at some point. I talked to him right before uh what was it? His announcement at one. I talked to him a little bit before, probably about an hour. He had just gotten to the school, so about noon, I think, was when I first, when I last got off the phone with him. I haven't talked to him since then. I know it's a whirlwind for him right now. I'll uh, now that he's signed, I'll call and probably get on him pretty good about the stress he's brought me over the last. 12 hours uh, but then celebrate and so and I told him to I said it's a great day for you and your family and it's a great day for you for you I mean you've earned this and, and I want you to enjoy it and and take and, and and love every second of it so we'll get on the phone here at some point and and talk and and it'll be just like it was when we were recruiting him as well it'll be the same conversation they've they um You know, I go back, Emily, to we did a virtual visit, which we've done with a lot of prospects before, where we just get on a Zoom and kind of go through everything with our program. And we talk about it as a staff all the time that that virtual visit that we did with Nick's family was probably, I shouldn't say bet one of the best, but really was one of the best we ever did, just as far as the engagement from the family back and forth and the way that you can, the way that both our football family and their family hit it off if you will as much as you can on a zoom call it was just it was different and um has that that moment has only, or that zoom call last year has only you know built but the relationships only has built and the relationships gotten stronger too
2: Take two more filming, Mike. thank you there's no sense dancing around this i mean as this thing was playing out there was a lot of stuff around the country about money being thrown left and right in this offer and kind of a bidding war going on for Nick Harbour. And obviously when one side loses, they think the other side bought him and, and vice versa. So how do you address people out there, fans out there, who you know, want to say, you know, it, with players of this level, that now it's a it's a bidding war for these guys and the highest bidder uh, ends up winning, even though his, his dad said, you know, there was no price on his son, and money was not a was not right. an issue here when it came down to the end.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, there's frankly there's recruits out there that it does turn into a bidding war in a lot of ways. I won't dodge that. Uh, that wasn't the situation in this one, and I know the losing side. It's kind of time tested or time universal that that's what everyone says, but that never came up in my conversations with Nick at any point. Now, let's be real. This is an elite athlete that you know could, wants to be a doctor one day as well. I mean, this kid, this, this young man's got a lot of opportunities in front of him. And there's certainly things that, you know, we discussed as far as how South Carolina can help him reach his potential in every area as well, but nothing that, you know, when, when, when I go home and I see my wife and children tonight and I look myself in the mirror, I'm hundred percent proud of our character here in this program and how we did things as well. And that'll never change.
1: Jean, just real quickly, going back to the comment you made about the the text message at two fifty seven in the morning, what were the conversations between then and you said you talked to him at noon or leading up to that point, and you know, kind of give us kind of a look at the best look that you can because I know there's a lot of people on the outside wondering, you know, what's going on, crystal balls and all that kind of stuff and yeah. following along.
0: Yeah, two fifty seven a.m. Uh, was not one of the best moments in my life for recruiting saga. I can say that. That's it's it's uh it's um so y'all know better than I do, like audio messages, they delete or disappear after like two minutes. Okay. So I woke up this morning after I've, I finally fell back asleep for like an hour. And then I'm like, did I dream that? Cause I couldn't find it anywhere on my phone. And, um, I remembered listening to it and then I didn't go back to sleep. And then I fell back asleep, woke up early, tried to find it, couldn't find it. And I'm like, maybe that was a, that would have been a nightmare. Uh, but then Taylor Edwards told me, no, they disappear. I'm like, crap that was real um but i'd say after that i think around 6 20 6 30 i got on the phone with sterling lucas and just kind of what are you hearing and then a lot of that it was just from that point it was just a a back and forth um sterling talking to the high school coach sterling reaching out to the parents jody wright uh, myself trying to reach out to the parents reach out to nick uh, everybody involved with the process just trying to figure out exactly you know, what's going on. It wasn't that I felt necessarily that he was he was uh, not coming to South Carolina. It wasn't trending in the right direction. I'll say that. Um, it was just, uh, it wasn't trending in the right direction. I'll say that, you know, really, it wasn't. Uh, but it, it, he finally called me, Nick did. He FaceTimed me uh, mid-morning and we talked a little bit and coming out of that conversation, I f- really felt like this is where his heart was and this is where he wanted to be. It was just a matter of, of telling everyone that and and, and making the decision and, and going with it. And then it was uh, right up before his announcement when when I talked to him the last time and and I walked outside here in that little area by the window and he was on the phone with his mom FaceTime me and I said, how you doing? He said, I'm good. And I said, well, I'm not good um, at all right now. It's like you're stressing me out, like what's going on? And then we talked a little bit more and and that's when I had a really good feeling that he was going to become a Gamecock at that point. But there were a lot of phone calls between myself and then other staff members just reaching out to a lot of people in, in the morning as well. And um, um, it, was, it, was, it was, like I said, in the end relationships and everybody, it was hard to get everybody on the phone and a lot of people were different places, but in the end it all worked out the way it was supposed to work out.